Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Inverse head and shoulders is a bullish pattern, which you can see just uh, last week or the you know half week ago that when price what did when did price on the S&P explode to the upside to reach the previous all-time high? It did it when it started making its way past those shoulder areas. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options podcast, brought to you by 10minutestocktrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest and a friend of mine back online, TG Watkins from Simpler Trading. TG, there's a lot going on out there these days. I heard that there may or may not be some sort of big like event coming up, but uh, you, you may know more about it. Out there. Hey, Chris, I don't suppose you're talking about the election now, are you? What are we electing? I don't know. Oh, like... man. <laughs> well... It's between two old men, basically. Two grumpy <laughs> old men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's going on, man? Like you were you were telling me before we got started here that you're seeing something going on that I, I hadn't seen before. And, I, and and I'm sure that this will help the, the podcast audience out there. What are you seeing? Well, right now we're just kind of waiting around. I think a lot of people are holding their breath. I think the big institutions, people, hedge funds, people who have the money to direct the market – they're just kind of holding their breath, laying low, waiting to see who actually gets elected for this, this big event that we have coming up. I mean, it's like the biggest of all earnings seasons, right? And so I think right now that they're just kind of holding on. Price has, for the S&P, price has come back to about the shoulder area. So we just finished an inverted head and shoulders, which is what sent us up to previous highs, kind of did a double top for now. But it's, it's come back down and rested right on top of those two shoulders. And so I've been telling anyone, I'm not bearish. I know a lot of things have been selling off. They're, I'm looking at them as mostly just pullbacks or just, hey, you know, there's a vacuum all of a sudden as, as everybody is just not putting money to work. But for the, the market itself, it's at least holding up. So until I see something really different, really change, I'm not going to be too bearish. Uh, one caveat to that is right now the S&P is running into the underside of the hourly 50. So I am curious to see if that proves to be resistance. However, price is at support. So we, we kind of just pinball around here, just chaos until the election. Okay. So what struck me that you were describing there, I really want to learn more about. So you're talking inverse head and shoulders and, and mm -hmm. the, the chart pattern that goes along with it. Now, now head and shoulders would be like shoulder on one side and head in the middle, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So, so the inverse head and shoulders is the opposite of that, where we yeah. had a, a valley and then we're, we're up at the shoulder. Is that right? Yep. In, in a way, basically, it's a dip. It's a way to confirm a, a buy of the dip sort of thing. But yeah, you have price that comes down. It kind of bounces around a little bit on the one side and then dips a little bit further, comes back up and bounces right at that level again, because you've got these two areas of price congestion that you're trying to figure out, 
is this in fact resistance and do it, does it roll over? Or is it just trying to build some support and actually break through? And if you go back and look at the S&P, uh, and you're looking from left to right, so the future uh, current is on the right side, you can see where do we actually pop and break out and actually try to reach new highs and then turn into a double top, like just last week. Well, it did it once it broke past that level at the, uh, at the neckline, essentially, where the shoulders are. And you can see price now is just right back to it. So for now, I'm looking at that as a thing that there was resistance. And once it passed it, it exploded. Now we're coming back and sitting on top of it. And we have to figure out, is this going to continue to be support or is this going to manage to work its way down through all that price congestion? And are we going to make new lows? Right now, we're undecided because we're just going sideways right at that spot. Huh. Okay. Now, the traditional, quote, traditional outcome of like a regular head and shoulders would be the, the outcome, right? The far right hand side of the screen that we can't see would be to go back down. Is that correct? So in this correct. case, we're looking for maybe a bullish outcome. That's with right. Being That's an inverse? In, okay. Yes. Inverse head and shoulders is a bullish pattern, which you can see just uh, last week or the you know, half week ago that when price, what did, when did price on the S&P explode to the upside to reach the previous all time high? It did it when it started making its way past those shoulder areas. Hmm. Okay. So who's setting these levels there, TG? What, what do, what do you, who decided that we're going to have a shoulder to work on these days? What's going on? The market, just the, <laughs> everybody, everybody's looking at that. It is a common pattern. People do look at it. And then you just kind of look at price congestion. I have a line drawn right there and you just draw a clean straight line and price popped when it got past it. And then you see it coming back down. It's sitting right on top of that line. So, you know, it's just price and um, support and resistance levels. It's price action. It's all this kind of stuff that technical traders and just people look at and say, well, that should be support and let's go see if it's support. So this is this this battle between these two old white guys, like. Is it going to make a difference, right? I mean, it should, I, should it? <laughs> I think it will. I, I think that if the incumbent, so Trump, if he stays in the office, I imagine we, you know, it should be pretty easy because everything's already here. We've already been doing this for four years. It's all baked in, built in. We kind of know what's going on and nothing has to change. So I, I imagine that this support should continue to be sport and hopefully we get that bullish market back. Now, if Biden gets elected, you know, not nothing, not going to be talking about his policies or anything, but, but just from a change of the guard, things are going to change. You know, he does talk about taxes increasing. He does talk about some other stuff that's going to be going on. There is going to be a change, and I think everyone's going to then have to say, oh, okay, well, what does this then mean, and what does it mean for our tax implications or the future, or where is the next uh, you know, government direction going, or where is business going because, based on the administration? So just from the fact of changing gears, there might be some more confusion, a little bit more chaos, and I don't know, maybe do we go down until people figure that out? I'm not sure, but I can say that I think the easy road is if the incumbent stays in, the more unknown, difficult uh, road would be if Biden gets in. Yeah, uh, certainly so. Now, I remember when Trump won the election last year, not last year, uh, four years four ago. Four years ago. It, it, last year, four years. It, I mean, it just all runs together. <laughs> <I know. laughs> last cycle. I, I remember it on election night, and it was lock limit down. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, oh, this is awesome because, like, got shitloads of puts. We're good, right? But then the next day and like the next 18 months after that, it was a like 45 degree line straight up. Yeah. And like 
with that being said, since Trump is the incumbent, I wouldn't just thinking like holistically here, I wouldn't think that that would be a repeat because he's already like put his his policies and everything in place. But if Biden were to come in and make some changes, would you would you expect to see like a sustained move in one direction or another? I mean, I mean, that's really, really hard. It's so hard to say right now just because this is just the biggest of uncertainties and we don't know which direction it's going to go. We don't know how people are positioning. We don't know what funds are looking at. I mean, a lot of these big funds probably have some plans that say if Biden gets elected, okay, let's go this direction. If Trump gets elected, let's go this direction. Uh, We just don't know. This is why I'm pretty much going to be in cash going into the election. The other thing I'll just say is we are, you know, the whole pandemic thing is still going on. We're going to be a significant vote by mail. Wait, 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 wait. Not only only do we have this, this election, but we also have pandemic stuff to deal with on top of that, TG? Yeah, you know, the pandemic thing, okay, we've been living with that for a while, but we haven't had to do this massive of a mail-in vote before. You know, we've done absentee ballots, we've done vote by mail, all that kind of stuff. We've had certain cities and states that are used to it, and we do it because based on solicitation. Um, you know, like, if I needed to vote by mail, I would write in, I would sign up, and then they would send me something directly because I requested it. From my understanding, this this cycle around a lot of ballots are just going out to anybody who's on the register. And we don't necessarily know how, how that is because we, we always talk about like, well, you know, the city and state's uh, voting registers haven't been touched in years and we don't know who's on it. So it could be a little bit of a confusion problem if we get a lot of ballots just sent out to people who are not necessarily requesting them. We just don't know. And this is my concern is we don't know what this election could be like as far as are we going to know on the 4th or is this going to be drawn out for a week or two or more? And is it going to go to the Supreme Court because of this extra confusion? I don't know. That has been on my mind and I could absolutely see that being the case. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because like, yeah. you know, my my parents are older. They're in their 70s and they've already voted. And um, in fact, they've left the state kind of like you're up to. But um, the the rest of the body, right? is the the rest of the voting body is going to be making their way to the polls and and i'm thinking to myself i don't want to be in line with anybody i'm not going to six flags i'm not going to anything like that <laughs> standing in line I, I certainly don't want to do it to to vote like what if this ends up being the opposite of what people are hoping for where there's a big push to vote and everybody comes together and votes and it's the opposite we're like you know not a lot of people vote we get maybe 40 percent on average to 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 vote and we get like eight percent that would be really interesting to see if that came through it would be um we're gonna have probably a lot of stats that are records in both ways coming out for this election because we've just never been here before so that's why i think we just need to kind of pull it in be a little protected and just say hey let's Let's be prepared for the unknown and the uncertainty. We have the ability to do that. We don't have a charter that says we need to be 80 and 80% invested all the time. We can be in cash at any point. You know what? You're, you're totally right. I was, uh, I was working on this course the other day and, and in the course I was going through like building up my portfolio and then like going all to cash within a span of two weeks. Right. And it's like, because exactly nobody says we have to be in the market. I think mm-hmm. coming into the election, 
I'll probably be sitting in cash because, like, I, I remember specifically last time and and the money that I lost because I was wrong. I don't want to play that again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what Wait I was until doing. Until the then. dust settles, because there could be a lot of dust this time. Yeah, that's there's a lot going on out there, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of dust actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, TG, at what point are we looking to go cash? Are we looking to go cash like the the night before the election or well i think it kind of depends on your positions i've been taking a lot of positions off the last few days because uh yes we've been seeing just the market pulled out pull back which isn't too bad but a lot of names have responded to that by just just deflating you know and i've been looking at a lot of names it's kind of as they keep kind of bleeding off and keep losing a little steam and start cutting through these moving averages on these time frames i've just been pulling them off little by little and saying okay you know let's just just start packing stuff up and protecting it so I'm pretty light and nimble. Uh, one of my core positions I do want to keep is NEO because I think that thing's going to be great at some point again. And I don't want to be missing it. So I am holding a key little position there. I've been looking at gold. I've been looking at silver. It still hasn't done anything yet. So just kind of looking around. Um, cannabis has been going for some reason. So I'm trying to take a little bit on cannabis. But, you know, if, once things kind of look like they're petering out, even in a strong sector like that, I'll get out. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, in fact, I was long Apple uh, this last week and just watching it go down and down. And, and I got out, of course, but it was like, hmm, I thought Apple had some strength going on here. We're releasing you know, new they, phones they do, and things like they're that. Just, they're just deflating. You know, there's yeah. just no buying. That's what there's, I'm seeing. Yeah. Nobody who's like, yeah, let's go buy. Yeah, let's, things, let's, let's go. You know, there's just nothing. And so when there are no buyers, price just kind of fades because there's nobody buying. There's nobody driving the price up. And in fact, people are probably doing what I'm talking about, where they're just slowly, gently kind of getting out, being like, you know, I'm just going to start reducing my risk. And I think that's why we're seeing things just just kind of fade and just have them deflate. You know, some of them have gone quicker than others because they're high flyers and that's what happens. But other than that, we just kind of see this, you know. <laughs> well, TG, I got to tell you, I uh, I will certainly be joining you on the uh, on the uh, cash train when uh, yeah. when the election happens. And now, you know, if, I'm not going to give investment advice, but I, I I definitely think that that's a conservative way to play the election. Yeah, of course, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, do you want to be riding through that? So we've been pulling some stuff off, and what I will say that if and when we do get a clear answer, which may not be on the fourth, it might be a few days later. We don't know, but once we see, we will see things start to shape up. We will see the market look good again. It will be obvious. And when we start to see this and we see volume come up and we see people actually excited and interested in getting into these names again, great, we can get back into them. And and as I was saying with the inverse head and shoulders with the S&P, a lot of names that I'm looking at have, uh, have in the early October have popped and they made new highs. Now, since then, they've pulled back and they're resting on the previous high, you know, the previous high support area. So I'm looking at names like that that already look ready to go, that if the market decides to go up and continue to be strong, I'm looking at the names that are already still strong because they're sitting on the previous highs and they look like they're just ready to go. They just need the rest of the market to shape up. So try and find the best names for this period of time that have held up the best because they will be the best ones uh, coming uh, in the future when the market starts to go again. Perfect. Well, yeah. TG, this was this was good. I, I've been wanting to to pick someone's brains on the election, so I'm glad I had a chance to do that before it actually happened. I appreciate right. your time, man. Hey, Mike. I mean, you too, man. It's good to see you. Yeah. So so make sure everybody goes and checks out uh, TG over at simplertrading.com. TG, do you have a certain link you want them to go to? 
Yeah, actually, you can find me specifically at ProfitPilot.com. So it's Profit-Pilot.com. And then you can find me and all my information and then what I do and uh, the products and how I trade. Perfect. TG, the Profit Pilot. Make sure you go and check him out. TG, thank you so much for your time today. Great. Thanks, Chris. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're gonna find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm gonna be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're gonna get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimMinutesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinutesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinutesStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.